Made with Channels podcast, um, episode 44. I'm Moose. And I'm Jody. We're married. We, yeah. do, we watch TV shows and movies, as yeah. you'll see later on in this episode. We watched a movie on Netflix. We'll get to that. Yep. This week covering uh, the latest episode of Mayor of Easttown. The new show, HBO Max uh, show uh, Hacks with Gene Smart. And the aforementioned movie will be uh, The Woman in the Window. We'll get to that. But we start with Mayor of Easttown, which, correct me if I'm wrong, Jody, it's probably your favorite show right now, right? Uh, right now, it is the front runner, yes. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm with you. I, uh, I eagerly look forward to it. And this week's episode, Intense. Like, yeah. oh, and it was like kind of sad too. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, for a couple different reasons. But, um, you know, there's going to be spoilers here for Mayor of Easttown. If you haven't seen the latest episode, which is titled uh, Illusions, episode five, <sighs> let me just play the clip of her and Zabel. Wait, before we get to that, let, let's lead into that a little bit. Okay. So, uh, let's see. Yeah, I, I'm I'm missing the first half of the episode probably. Probably because the the latter part is so intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I forgot to breathe when I was watching yeah, some yeah. of that. Yeah. Um. So in the beginning, this you know the the old lady dies of a heart attack right. and crashes the car. That was kind of random. Yeah, the old lady neighbor who's always calling about the peeper and all that. And uh, Mayor's still working the case. Even as much as she can, to. yep. As as much as she can, even though she's not supposed to, she's kind of. Uh, I don't want to say using Zabel. Is it Zabel? Zabel. Yeah, Zabel. I don't want to say using him, but kind of using him to get to the details of the case, the the lab results, the you know forensics on the bullet, yeah, and she, things like that. She, she only went on a date with him to to talk shop. Yeah. And he wanted to talk about other stuff. Yeah, he's like taking the date seriously. Yeah. She's just kind of using him. And, uh, yeah. And we had, uh, she's not really subtle about that either. Like she, <laughs> no, she flat out, you know, gets her coat, stands up and walks, walks away from the table. Yeah. When they're out on a, a date. Yes. But, uh, we see, um, that one, that bully girl, she's like having a moment with Dylan on the porch. Yeah. Turns out he's an asshole. I know, right? More so than we thought. It looks like maybe she might, uh, have learned her lesson here and seems like maybe she's going to go get on a good path, go to college, stuff like that. So, yeah, I think Dylan's kind of dragging her down, which is ironic. It seems like when you first meet her in the first episode, yeah, you know, it seems like she might be the one dragging him down. Right. But, uh, yeah, he tells her to essentially scram. Yeah. And then he and his buddy go to, uh, I don't know the girl's name, but she was a friend of Aaron's. Where they burn a bunch of her journals and diaries. Yeah, her name is Jess. Jess, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and then that leads us to, uh, oh no, the uh, the priest. The priest has a breakdown. Yeah. Where he gets kind of, uh, I don't know if mug's the right word, but accosted. A, a beat down. Yeah. Yeah, some, some, some. Kids? They're not kids, yeah. really. Yeah, they look like they're 22, 25. Yeah. They, they chase him out to the car after he picks up a food order at a local diner and. You know, they throw shit at him and he goes back to the to the church and yeah. kind of breaks down to the other priest about how he didn't he explained that he didn't kill Aaron. He drove her around that night. Yeah. And he 
wanted her to go home. Yeah. And she said, no, take me to whatever woods. Yes. Because I'm going to meet so-and-so. Yes. So what are you doing here? Telling you to stop picking at your fingernails. Oh, okay. <laughs> no well, one wants to hear that. Well, the, um, yeah, so he, he, he essentially puts it out there that he's not the one. Yeah. He's not the one who killed Aaron. But, but it looks bad for him because uh, of a previous incident somewhere else at a different parish and because he was the last one maybe to see her alive. Yeah. And then we move on to the investigation with Mayor and Zabel. Zabel? Zabel. Yeah, it's not Zabel. That's Jim Zabel. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a local guy here. Yeah. May he rest in peace. Zabel. So they end up, uh, they get a word. They, they interview a girl who escaped the guy who had been kidnapping girls. We don't know what happened to the girls. They went missing. One, the, uh, the what's the cancer lady's daughter? Siegel? No. Katie? Katie Bailey. Bailey, thank you. She, uh, turns out she's been, you know, stored in this dark hole in the wall for a year. Yeah, it's kind of a soundproof cage yeah. by this bar. Been theoretically, she explains how, because he brings this new victim in, and she explains how this one girl... Got pregnant, had a kid, and she woke up and she was gone yeah. or something. But anyway, some loony bird is, you know, abducting young women who are, you know, turning tricks. Yes. Making his little harem against their will. So they get, uh, they get a lead on the, they interview this one girl who got away. She gives them information and they show. And a partial plate. And a partial plate, yeah. yeah. Zabel and Mare were chatting at the uh, river by the bridge. And I was pulling this audio that I'm about to play now. It's almost getting kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah, here it is. Okay. I think I really just wanted to do something great for once in my life. Doing something great is overrated. Because people expect that from you all the time. What they don't realize is you're just as screwed up as they are. I mean, they're, that's that's the first time they've kind of really connected. Yeah, they totally bonded there. And part of me, you know, obviously hindsight is twenty twenty, And uh, yeah, there are definitely spoilers here for this episode. But, you know, I wonder if he knew he was going to die. Uh, you know, when that happened. And then at the end of that, um, he lunged in and kissed her. Yeah, he just went for it despite like... He knows she's bad for him. He knows she's using him. He just yeah. did not care. He was like, whatever. I'm yeah. going to kiss this girl. Yeah. And he, uh, lady. when they had that moment and she kind of had that look on her face when he turned around and walked away after that, she had a look on her face kind of like, yeah, slide dog. Like she yeah. was kind of warming up to him a little bit. Yeah. Like maybe this is a possibility, even though he's 10 years younger and lives with his mom. Like I'm kind of impressed by his cojones yeah. there. Yeah. Funny. But then we flash to the intense scene at oh the end gosh. of the episode where I, oh. I, by the way, when he kissed her and yeah. that whole scene, I knew right there, okay, yeah. he's a dead man. Yeah. He's a dead man. Because it's, we're getting to know him a little bit more. They're making a connection. There's no way he makes it through this episode. He just went for it, took a chance. Now he's going to die. So they get a call about the, uh, they get some addresses on the partial plate and the blue uh, utility van description and they go knock on doors. And they end up at this one guy's door who, and the, and, and the, 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 the girl who got away from the attacker slash kidnapper said he smoked Winston's and described the van, obviously. 
So they come into the this guy's house. He's got Judas Priest blaring. Yeah, can we talk about that a little bit? I, I did not like that part of it. That felt like super cliche and too obvious. It's like a guy, the van, chain smoker, some Judas Priest playing in the background. <laughs> like, yeah, he's bad news. It's just so stereotypical and just kind of like, really? I didn't get that yeah. vibe from it. Yeah. That didn't really bother me. I didn't roll my eyes. I think I think it would have been more interesting if he'd been blaring like Tchaikovsky or uh you uh, know or uh Wagner, you know. I mean that would kind a of a little more like uh Silence of the Lambs kind of like Yeah, not even like that, but it would kind of it would kind of kind of tell you without saying it directly that this is a different guy, you know. There's huh. something different about this guy. Sure. But I guess it kind of works that he's blaring Judas Priest or I think it'd be better if it was poison, but that would fit, <laughs> that would fit the like, oh, you know, cause I think that's on purpose in a way that it's like, he's a blue collar guy in Pennsylvania, you know, the stereotype. Okay. He's listening to Judas Priest. He likes the classic rock station in town. I don't know. He likes the seven song supersets. To me, it was like every kidnapper embodied. You know, in every movie, yeah. they're always kind of portrayed like that, I guess. So they go ask him, because that music is blaring for like the first five minutes of their encounter. And like, as soon as they point out the Winstons, it's getting, I'm getting kind of tense. Uh-huh. Like this was a very well done scene. Yes. Um, it was very tense and it was very, because you knew that's the guy. Yeah. <clears throat> and they knew it. And they knew it. And yeah. they, they. The only person who was armed on the good guy side was Zabel. Yeah. Mare did not have her weapon because she had to turn it in because the chief. And I liked how, like, you know, when they're in that intense situation, they are communicating with each other. They are acting as a, a team in this situation. Mm-hmm. You know, they have each other's back because she was not armed. So. Right. Yeah. So, you know, they he goes to turn down the radio, the music. Uh, we see him grab a gun, tuck that into his back pocket. Comes back, um, and the 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 pipes are rattling because at this point the girls who are in the building, yes, they realize there's somebody here, someone's down that he's not expecting. Yeah. This is our chance, so they start rattling the pipes. Yeah, isn't that great? What smart girls? Yeah, yeah, like that's good thinking. And uh, here, so if you ever kidnapped people, start rattling on some pipes. Here's like the uh, the big moment of the of that whole uh, scene. Where they confront the guy and shit goes south. What's the camera for? Michael installed him. Just keep an eye on the cash register and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You live alone? Mr. Hudson. Yeah. Just me. All by my lonesome. Pipes are really rattling. there that's and the first shot zabel's dead yep like they didn't waste any time with him ducking and covering and no he didn't have a chance did he no sad face you can hear it in in uh kate uh kate winslet's voice yeah at this part here yeah like she's like almost kind of scared like her voice is kind of quivering yeah kind of shaky you live alone mr hudson yeah just me she's like 
You live alone, Mr. Potts? Yeah. She knows it's him. Yep. Right there, they should have. Why not pull the gun out? Like, get your hands up. I don't know. Hands up. I don't know. I mean. Like, what is it? Are you, you're not going to be fired. Why are you still questioning this person? Yeah, right? Yeah. So Zabel gets toasted. I mean, too bad. She ends up getting, I didn't realize at the time, I saw she hurt her hand when she was running, but she apparently, he shot her in the hand or something. Yeah, because, I, don't, I don't know that it was her hand. I I want to say it was her wrist because it was bleeding pretty bad and she was starting to fade. If you just kind of got it in the hand, I don't know if that would be yeah. the case. But, but maybe not. I mean, I've never been shot in the hand, so I don't know. But I wonder what the backstory is going to be on this guy because that type of shot. Yeah. You know, he shot Zabel probably. Across the living room. Across the room, probably. Yeah. 15 feet away yeah. and my guess is the adrenaline the blood's pumping that's to shoot somebody in the head I don't know like it, that is I don't know if it necessarily needs a backstory maybe the guy just goes to the range and practices a lot in case he ever gets caught in his kidnapping stuff I know but in the heat of the moment yeah, like when the shit's going down he's a psychopath he doesn't you know, have the same like yeah. I'm scared of them he probably thinks he can beat them so, yeah so uh get out of this that's what he thinks <laughs> mayor of east town episode five illusions intense yeah, it was. very well very well done well wait and i also like i asked you wait is this the end the end of the show it's oh, not no. it's not no, there's two so, more episodes yay yeah because so we solved who the person was kidnapping uh the young girls pulling tricks yeah uh that's kind of closed well that's closed but now we still got to figure out who killed aaron and who do you think, Dylan? It's kind of seeming like Dylan now. I don't know. I think Dylan did it for someone to protect someone. Hmm. I don't know who. Oh, the the one, uh, he's not an uncle, but he's like a friend of theirs. Remember they're watching the games, sipping beers in the living room, and, and they talk to the uh, oh yes the brother of the guy and says, well, you, you put up Aaron for a few weeks. Yeah. And he, and soon after that conversation, he excused himself. Yeah. It was, and he said, oh, I got to go. Yeah. And Mare thought that was funny. She even noticed like his beer was fresh. Just got his beer. Well, I wonder if she was going to snag that for DNA testing for Aaron's baby paternity. Uh, oh, yeah. And sure. Yeah. Um, it's Lori's brother-in-law, Billy, and Aaron lived with him briefly. Yeah. Which, like, that's kind of a weird thing okay but uh mayor of east town yes continues so to be a good show this episode phenomenal yep like it was just a good episode and then the ending was just intense yes so anything else on that oh nope that's all i had on that one okay good we'll get to hacks in a second but i got a pizza problem i think i do uh yeah i mean you you love pizza i love pizza I think I love it. Like, it's my favorite. I think I love pizza, like, a lot, but you are, like, times 100 on that. I love me some pizza and the advent of the internet and phones and apps and all that. It's making it worse because it's so easy to just buy pizza. Uh, yeah. And uh, your pizza problem is getting kind of pricey. Well, but thank God there's honey out there because 30,000 online stores that the Honey plugin works on, um, there's quite a few pizza places, so... My pizza problem, yeah, mitigated a little bit by the savings that Honey brings us. I still don't think it brings it down to my level of pizza love, but okay. In my defense, it was the weekend. You know, no one wants to make dinners, so we decided we're going to get some pie and some breadsticks, all that crap. And so the total came out to about 50 bucks. Luckily, the Honey plug-in 
it pops right up with some automatic coupon options and we got our order for like 35. Yeah. Family of four, 35 bucks. Yeah. Saving money. Yay. And it's that easy for all the other 30,000 sites Honey supports. Do your online shopping, add stuff to your cart. And if it hasn't already, you just click the Honey button in your browser for the coupons that Honey has automatically found for your purchase. So you can use it for your pizza problem too. Yeah. If you got a pizza problem, Honey will take care of you. Um, 17 million members around the world, $2 billion in savings of that probably one and a half is for pizza. If you don't have honey, you could be missing out on free savings. Just go to joinhoney.com slash married to get your free honey plug-in and start saving now. That's joinhoney.com slash married. They should have a character on Sesame Street called the Pizza Monster. <laughs> it looked like me. Yeah. We move on to hacks. This is an HBO Max original with Gene Smart, the great Gene Smart, who's just had a renaissance over the last 15 years. Remember her on Fargo? She played the uh, mother of some Midwestern crime family. Huh. I think it had the, that was the one that had the guy from, uh, what was the Miami show? Burn Notice. Huh. Yeah. I didn't remember that she was in that. But she's but. a, uh, yeah, she's a, she's a, she's a older comedian, been around for a long time, doing great on Vegas. She's got, you know, this huge house. Uh, there is no, you know, lacking on her part as far as life. But, uh, you know, she kind of smells that maybe her time's fading out. And even, you know, the the hotel owner's trying to cut some of her dates because, yeah. you know, there's Cirque du Soleil coming in or the Pentatonics or whatever. But. Yes. So they bring in this young writer who's squandered her rising fame with some somebody dug up some old tw twitter posts that she i forget screwed up somebody's pronoun or something like that um she kind of tweeted out some tongue-in-cheek things about um wasn't it a senator who oh right was uh son was gay and yeah and he was kind of preaching conversion therapy or something and yeah something like that and uh he got caught scandalously. He done got caught. Yes. So she, as a writer, big no-no, got in trouble. Cancel culture. Yeah. So she gets kind of uh, hooked up with their mutual agent manager to write some jokes for Gene Smart's aging comedy character. But, but, the, but. Fun, the fun part is... Gene Smart doesn't. Her character does not want her there. Deborah Vance does not want a writer, right? And not a young, you know, kid to her. Yeah, I mean, you'd been doing this for we'll say forty, fifty years, and here comes this twenty-two-year-old with uh, uh, Doc Martens on into your forty thousand square foot home. Yep. You know, <laughs> come on. And yeah. but she, to her credit, decides to take her in and give it a shot. And maybe she's got some, you know, ulterior motive there, but I don't know. As far as hacks, it's a fine show, you know. I like it. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, uh, you know what's interesting is I like shows that are set in the snow and hmm. set in the desert. Oh, interesting. Like for that, for those two, that adds about 30% more interest for me. Wow. And I don't know why. Huh. Like, remember the show The Bridge? Yes. Love, yeah, yeah, love that show, but it was set in like, you know, the Southwest, yes. Texas, border town, whatever. And it was all dusty, dirty, and, 
you could tell you could feel the 110 degrees do you is that why you're kind of drawn to westerns and stuff too Maybe. maybe yeah maybe there's a lot more to it than that but yeah like i said it probably 30 percent of it is just the, wow yeah i don't huh. know i never noticed that about you yeah That's i mean cool well i never noticed about the desert stuff the snow stuff i knew i knew i liked that yeah um but the desert stuff it was after we watched the show i was like yeah i think i like desert set stuff too huh interesting Dry heat stuff whatever but yeah hex is a interesting show it's would you call it a dramedy uh, yeah, probably, because there's, I mean, there's good, you know, snappy humor there, there's some drama, some heartfelt stuff, some, you know, difficult life things that everybody's dealing with, and so, yeah, I think it would be a dramedy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you got Gene Smart, and after that, it's kind of an unknown cast, except for Christopher McDonald, who plays the hotel owner. You might remember him from Happy Gilmore. Yes. He's one of those guys that's been in a hundred thousand things. And you're Absolutely. like, oh, that guy. Yes. But most notably is Shooter McGavin from Happy yes. Gilmore. Yep. But, uh, Shooter McGavin. Yeah, I'm in on hacks. Yeah, I like it. I, I want to stick with that one. And I like shows that involve showbiz and comedy, like 30 Rock. Uh, I don't know if you remember uh, live from Studio Six H or yeah. whatever yep. with Matthew Perry. I like that show. Yep. Um, yeah, I like kind of the behind the scenes stuff too, and I love that scene in this show um, where you know she kind of does her set and it follows. It kind of follows her, you know, through backstage and her nighttime routine until she gets home, and so it's just kind of cool mm -hmm. like, to see that part of it. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't don't think about once performers get get off the stage or you know you don't see them on the screen anymore. You know they're they're uh, you know scratching their balls and you know they're <laughs> hawking loogies and you know they're putting on a pair of uh, Under Armour you know casual shorts and flip flops. You know <laughs> it's cool to see that sort of side of things. Yeah, but yeah, go check out Hacks. It's on HBO Max. Um, you got anything else? Nope. Okay, let's move on to what the kids are watching. Yeah. Children. Kiddos. And Kid our, appropriate. Yeah, our nine-year-old is watching. Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Steal their soul and soft Yeah. Not that one, the newer one. Not that one. one. Uh, but I remember that one fondly. Oh, I had such good memories of playing the computer game, Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? One of my favorites. Yeah. And uh, watching that game show. That was a game show back in the early 90s. Yeah. 91, I think, is what this clip was yeah. that I got. Yep. Uh, never watched it. Never played the game. Yeah. I saw it all the time. You know, commercials and maybe a teaser for the show. Yeah. But I don't know what it is. Something about that show doesn't interest me at all. But now, I think if there's a board game, I might try that. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, there might be involves... like a computer game. Yeah. Or an app. Probably. Probably. Um, did you watch any of these episodes that she's watching now? I've watched a, f a couple uh, scenes, moments. Okay. And I, I think it's all right. I kind of like it. You yeah. know, it's, it has some action. It's not like a, uh, it's not like a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not like a, you know, where they stop and the narrator's like, where's Carmen now? You know, uh, yeah. it's just like a narrative show yeah. involving this girl named Carmen Sandiego, who I, 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 from what I've surmised, she was raised by 
you know, the bad guys who are uh, called Vile, capital V-I-L-E, yeah. all caps. Yeah. Um, and she is trying to find, I don't know, her father, family, and all that stuff. But 2000 is what, 17? 19, I believe. 2019, I'm not finding it on IMDb, but. I just had it. But it's well done. I mean, the acting's good. The animation's good. Um, I I haven't watched enough to say, yeah, you shouldn't let your kids watch it or you should. But it's rated TVY7, which theoretically, if your kid's over seven, it should be fine. I don't know if I've seen anything that's educational about it, you know? Well, there's some geography and there's some history. Remember, she she learned what Remember, Remember, the 5th of November Oh, was. yeah, that's right, yeah. And um, something else Fox historic. Thing. Yeah, there was something else historical that she just recently learned and told me about that was on there. Um, so there's a little bit of history. There's a little bit of ge- a lot of geography because she travels all over. Yeah. And, so. and you know... Evie's been kind of getting into history stuff recently. Oh, big time. And I, I don't think it's because of the show, right? Because no. she was studying American Revolution before she started watching this show, Yeah, right? yep, at school, yep. Um, she She's getting into history. She likes those I Survived books. Yeah. And they tell, you know, true stories of survival in various um, historical disasters or wars or whatnot. And, yeah, she... um. She was talking to us about World War II a little bit. There was one of those. There's also, it's a book series. Okay. Anyway, back to Carmen, though. She, I think she likes it because of the geography and the history. And, you know, it doesn't hurt that it's an animated, you know, thing with characters. Well, and also it doesn't hurt that it's a young girl who's, you know, uh, taking upon herself, figuring it out, you know, being resourceful. Yeah. You know, not afraid to throw hands when needed. Yeah. So I don't think that's a bad thing for a little girl to watch. <laughs> so where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? By f- by no means is it a girl's show. So I think if you got a little boy or little girl, they're going to enjoy Absolutely. this cartoon. I think it's on Netflix exclusively. I believe you're correct. Yeah, but go check it out. Definitely uh, definitely good for the kids. Anything yeah. else? Nope. We, we're getting, we're going to get our kid to bed. Yeah, we do. Uh, Married with Channels podcast. Um, we put it out every week, looking at some TV shows and movies. Oh, yes. we didn't touch on the woman in the window. We should oh, hit that real quick. Our movie. Oh yes. Just real quick. Yes. Um, disappointing. What? Yeah, it was just okay. Yeah. It seemed like it was a waste of a lot of talent. Like you oh, had Amy Adams, you had uh, Gary Oldman, you had uh, what's the redhead? She had a blonde hairdo in this one. Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. Um, just kind of wasted talent. And yeah. it was, they were definitely paying homage to Rear Window, a far superior Hitchcock movie. It was fine. It was just, like, I knew right away who the bad who guy the was. Who the bad guy was, yeah. You know, and I don't want to give anything away because maybe you won't. You maybe want to watch this because sure. it is still fairly new. Sure. But you liked it. Um, I liked it. I could also tell who the bad guy was. Um, you know, but it does kind of, it, it does kind of, um, shed a light on mental illness mm-hmm. and, you know, trauma and things that happen to people yeah. and, you know, how that profoundly affects them and, you know, people's struggles with trying to, move through that, regulate that, whatever, 
whatever you want to, whatever phase you want to um, point to. But, you know, it kind of gives you an inside look at that a little bit. Yeah. No, they, they definitely touch on that. Yeah. Um, but the um, there was one twist that I didn't see coming. So yeah. I'll give them props on that. Yeah. And uh, I won't say what it is, but it has to do with her family. Hmm. So, yeah, The Woman in the Window, that's another Netflix exclusive. Um, yeah, it's just okay. It's fine. I think there's worse things you could do with an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. I mean, I liked it. I thought it, I, I love the look of it. I love the setting, which is mostly her home in her mm-hmm. home. And man, that's a. Yeah, what the hell kind of house is that? I mean, it's a big, gorgeous one yeah. in the middle of Manhattan. <laughs> God, that's not cheap. Yeah. And, you know, it's like one of those. Homes that has old character and, you know, the wooden staircase handrail and 15 foot ceilings. Yes. Unreal. Probably has a walk in fireplace. And, you know, she, the, the main character is agoraphobic, but gosh, it probably has wonderful lighting in there too. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful natural light. It has, you know, there's a skylight, you know, there's probably, there's tons of windows, obviously, you know, but uh, yeah, she keeps it pretty pretty dimly lit but it has so much potential this yeah. real estate has so much potential <laughs> jody's going to architecturaldigest.com right That's now right. yeah right so anything else nope that'll do it that'll do that'll do make sure you follow us on twitter married w chans at married w chans and subscribe and give us a good review like our friend kathy did and I should point out some other names, too, but I can't do that. I'll go find them. And Cody. Cody. Excellent. Um, no, uh, I was going to say share. Tell your friends. Yep, and thanks to Honey. Make sure you go to joinhoney.com slash married and get the uh, Honey app for your plug-in. That helps us out. And until next time, we will see you on your podcast provider. My name is Moose. And I'm Jody. Bye-bye. Bye.